0: Welcome back, and good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on the air on this Wednesday afternoon. Feels like baseball weather today, I'll tell you that. If spring training or if uh, opening day was today, you'd be happy. 50-plus degrees, sunshine, barely a breeze. This is almost too good to be true at this point. Makes you start dreaming about what's going on out in Arizona, and uh, you kind of go over to the hotline and now uh, joining us is Bob Nightingale from USA today and covers uh, major league baseball as well as if not better than everybody and uh, Bob is joining us on the hotline Bob how you doing Yeah, doing great, thanks Bill. Good to talk to you again, so you had a chance to spend some time in Brewers camp give me uh, give me here's the question Bob and i 'll just start out with the first, the hardest one first. Vegas feels like this team is a 77-76 game winner uh for whatever reason. Uh, and that would be a dramatic drop off from last year. Is it just because they lost counsel and Corbin Burns?
1: I think so. And I well, I think too that people probably think they might have overachieved last year. You know, maybe they did a little bit. But you know, the division is wide open. Uh I mean, I think outside Pittsburgh, you can make a case for the other four teams for sure. So, I mean, there's still a lot of enthusiasm in the camp. You know, they need the, uh, the young guys to step up. They need, uh, you know, curious and young outfielders that, uh, you know, that to be good. And they need a, uh, that starting rotation is thin. need that uh, rotation to stay healthy, obviously led by
0: Freddie Peralta. So let, let's start with Pittsburgh. Wait, Pittsburgh, every year we talk about Pittsburgh, like they've got some good guys in their, in their farm system. They've got some young arms. They've got this. They've got that. And they're always bad. What is it about Pittsburgh where they just can't get out of their own way?
1: Well, you know, they've had a, you know, a couple of unfortunate injuries, some underachieving players, but you know they're making slow progress, but they're not putting money into that team to make it you know a big progress. So uh, I think that's what frustrates people in Pittsburgh, like, hey, this division's wide open year after year. You know, you may be able to win the division with 85, 86 wins, but it's almost like they seem more content to be a 500 team. So uh you know i th- I think it's gonna take some big time expenditures to start you know pushing that team on the
0: top, then you've got Cincinnati that a lot of people seem to think could be a team that's vying for the top spot. I mean obviously De La Cruz is coming back and he's got a gear under his belt now. they got a bunch of young bats down there, but do they have enough pitching? That's always been their bugaboo. You
1: know they have a lot more depth than the other guys you know like a uh, you know manaya Nick martinez uh If you had like four or five pitchers, uh, a lot of uh, infill depth. So, no, I'm in in their camp right now as we speak. And uh, there's certainly a lot of enthusiasm, like things are going to be different. And they fully expect to win the division this year.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say they've got a lot of they've got a lot of enthusiasm for this season, no doubt. And then you've got uh, the Brewers and the Cardinals that fit in the midst of this with the Cubs. But uh, I want to talk to you about the Cardinals real quick because the Cardinals, they went all in on a lot of veteran arms. That's one of those moves that you're pushing all the chips to the middle of the table, aren't you?
1: Yeah, they have the oldest rotation in, in baseball, you know, with the uh you know, uh, you know, two thirty six year olds and uh, you know, in in Lynn and uh uh, I'm trying to get the guy from Baltimore. They got in, uh, you know, also 34 year old and sunny gray, Steven Mance is 32. So yeah, a lot of those uh, starting pitchers. have got to stay healthy and pitch deep. And I think they, they're saying, Hey, we under achieving team last year. Uh, there's no reason why or can't be better. Goldschmidt can't be better. So tough team to get a read on. So, and you can see them finishing first. You can see them finishing, uh, last, just like last year. Uh, yeah,
0: we'll see what happens. I, uh, I want to go back to the Brewers because obviously you were there and you had some time to, to, to meet with them a little bit. So uh, you know I don't know where to begin with this team. Obviously their starting rotation is not what it once was last year. The back end of their bullpen is still extremely strong. They've got a lot of youth and exuberance, so to speak. Can they do what they did last year when it came to the offensive side of the baseball? but it starts with their new manager and Pat Murphy. And, and give me your thoughts on Pat Murphy as, a, as the manager of this team.
1: Well he's certainly, you know, been around, council's right hand guy, knows the organization well, very well liked by the players. You know, now he's gotta be has to be more of a, a tough guy, can't be everybody's uh, best friend. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, council going to the Cubs, plays each other thirteen times, you know, council, you know, can give everybody the, the great sky reports on uh, you know, all the brewer players. So a little advantage there. Then we'll see. I mean it's just stepping in some big shoes. Council's one of the best in the business. Uh, you know, Murphy's had a little taste of it at the major level as a manager, but not much. So, uh, I think, you know, a lot of people are, are saying, okay, how much of a difference does a manager make? And we'll find out here.
0: Well, that was my next question. How much does a manager make? Do you think, because I know that Craig council for the, one of the reasons he was so highly regarded, at least my opinion was is because he seemed to get the most out of less uh, it seemed like everybody else had more talent, but he was just able to kind of figure things out and push all the right buttons. So how much does a manager account for wins and losses?
1: Yeah, I think it's tough to tell. I mean, guys like a uh, like Bruce Bochy. I mean, you can't have four World Series rings by accident. Uh, you know, they never had the best team on paper, uh, but they always win come crunch time. So, you know, a guy like him, I mean, you know, he's, he's a huge difference. Dusty Baker was a massive difference. You know, nobody... Uh, he always had his team playing over their head and getting their uh, full potential. Uh, you know, you don't know about some other guys. But you would you know, you would think a, a good manager for a me, mediocre manager is worth, you know, a minimum of four or five games and sometimes more because you see uh, players sometimes quit on managers they don't like and players uh, overachieve in the pit and the managers they do like.
0: Talking with Bob Nightingale of USA Today, covering Major League Baseball. He was just with the Brewers in in spring training. Uh, so is there anybody that stood out, I mean, it's too early to really talk about standout guys, but when you got guys returning, a guy like Garrett Mitchell, who got off to a fast start and then got hurt, you've got guys like Sal Freelich, who had a big launch into the majors. Obviously, there's some guys that struggled, even though they're young and very good defensively, they just couldn't, Joey Weimer and Bryce Terang I mean, give me your thoughts on this team as a whole, if there's like, is it just the weakness of the starting rotation that you look at, or do you kind of buy into the fact too, that maybe some guys came up, they had a little bit of magic, they overachieved, and now now it's time to get back down to earth.
1: No, I mean, I see no reason why they won't be competitive again and be uh, in contention uh, in September. Uh, you know, obviously you need Freddie Peralta, you know, to pitch like an ace. Uh, he was certainly capable of doing that. Need Wade Miley to, to stay healthy. Uh, you know, the deal they got for Coburn Burns, uh, you know, great shortstop. We'll see what D.L. Hall can do, you know, in the uh, rotation. So, uh, you know, they do a masterful job of threading the needle, you know, looking to present and the future. You know, now they got Lopez, uh, you know, to replace Adamas at shortstop next year and maybe spend some of that money, you know, elsewhere. But, you know, there's no reason why it shouldn't be a, uh, a good team, but a good team for a while. I mean, still have the number two farm system in all of baseball. And they need some of those young guys to step up.
0: Um, do you think that they're done dealing like th- this is now settled? Because there's some names that are still sitting out there that have not signed yet in Major League Baseball. Do you think the Brewers are done making deals or done bringing in uh, maybe a free agent or two?
1: I think they're done. I mean, I could see, you know, minor moves or, you know, there's uh, a reliever and they get off the, uh, you know, for cheap, for less than $2 million, something like that. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't see anybody making, you know, over $10 million that, that they would sign. And I, I, don't, I don't think they'll trade a uh, Adamas now. I think they realize, hey, we want to go for this thing. We want to surprise everybody. And, uh, I mean, last year, you know, with just like Mark Antanasio said, everybody's picking the Cardinals. They finished 21 games ahead of them. Uh, people like the Cubs. They finished nine games ahead of the Cubs. So I think they're out to prove a lot of people wrong. It's a very good vibe in the clubhouse. And, uh, you know, love, of course, the acquisition of Reese Hoskins. Uh, he's healthy. You know, he could do a whole lot of damage.
0: That was going to be my next question. Do you like that move that they finally got themselves kind of a legit first baseman? And, and also the versatility to be able to keep Christian Yelich, I should say, to keep him as a DH and not have to put him in the outfield. He's got, they has got a lot of young talent with good arms that are in the outfield now, too. Yeah. I
1: mean, can they certainly uh, get Yelich off his feet and, you know, uh, with deep first replacements, you know, move him back to DH or something? But you're right. I mean, with the young outfield, those guys need to step up, I think, you know, for the Brewers to uh, you know to, to win that division. I like the Hoskins move a lot. I mean, just a, uh, a, a great force, great presence uh, for the Phillies. Give me a Radick. uh You know, he was really a, a fan favorite. And he'll be huge in the Milwaukee community. You know, big uh, role model on and off the field.
0: Uh, real quick before I let you go, you had mentioned the Cubs. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, give me your thoughts on the Cubs and where they fall in all of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, right now I'm kind of doing a story on grades for uh, teams, and you know, them is kind of incomplete. Uh, they haven't done much. I mean, they, you know, they lost Marcus Stroman, uh, you know, who was their, uh, you know, number two starter last year. They lost Bellinger for now, you know, who was their best player. So they need to make some moves. I mean, everybody thinks they'll re-sign Bellinger. I do too. Uh, you know, I think you know they they could use a Matt Chapman at third base. I don't think they're done spending. I think you know if you talk to everybody in the uh, in baseball, they still expect the Cubs, you know, those top free agents, you know, getting at least two of them. So you know, once right. they get those two, then I think you're in the mix for division title, uh, right now I think they might be on the outside looking in if they don't do anything else. But I'd be shocked if they don't do something else.
0: How strong is their rotation overall? Do you think with Steele, and Italian, and uh, Hendricks and Wicks and company?
1: Uh, I think just okay. Yeah, I mean they, uh, you know, need Hendricks to bounce back and stuff. Obviously, Steele came out of nowhere. We'll see if he can uh, repeat what he did a year ago. So, you know, I don't, I don't think their rotation is, you know, really much different than the uh, Brewers' rotation. Uh, I think kind of, kind of the same uh, questions exist, and certainly you'll take the uh, Brewers' bullpen over the Cubs' bullpen any day.
0: Uh, so who do you got winning the division, if you're going to make a choice? Now, this is way too early, and, and predictions sure to go wrong, but who do you got winning the division?
1: You know, just because I'm standing here now and listening to those guys enthusiastic as they talk, I'll go to Cincinnati Reds. I mean, you saw how a young team that was, missed the playoffs by two games. Division, like you said, wide open. I'll go to the Reds, be a little, little different. But I think if uh, the young guys step up, uh, there's no reason why they can't you know, win that division, like I said. I mean, they were knocking the door last year, just a uh, going that final weekend.
0: Great stuff as always, Bob. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, my pleasure. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go, Bob Nightingale of USA Today and his thoughts on the uh, the National League Central. Uh, I didn't want to get too deep in everything else, but his thoughts on the Central, and you know, again. He talks about, well, uh, the manager makes a little bit of difference, but for the most part, it's all about the players and all about the personnel that you bring in. He feels like the Brewers have good players, like the Brewers are right there. But much like us, we kind of believe that the only way this succeeds is if the young guys live up to what they did last year. And if they're able to kind of replicate or duplicate what they did last year, then this team is going to be – just fine and if they're if they can't then they won't and then that would be the reason why you look at a you know place like Vegas who says nah this team's not going to be as good that would be the reason why you can understand it so i i tend to think this team's going to be better than the 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 77 78 wins that are being predicted I, I mean if i had to sit here and take a guess today i'm probably going to sit here and say uh, 84, 85 wins, maybe they take a step back. But I still think that they're vying for the top spot in the division. I think it goes down to maybe the final week. Um, But like you said, if the Reds get pitching, if their pitching pans out, that team's got a ton of firepower. And they could just kind of mash their way through the division before it's all said and done. I think it's the Reds and the Brewers. I think the Cubs and – I think the Cardinals – the Cardinals are either going to be dominant or crap. One of the two. I don't think there's going to be a lot of in between. I don't think they're, saying an 84-win team. I think they're either going to win 93 or 78. I don't think there's a whole lot in between. I love that take. I agree. I think, And I've said this.
2: I think if the Cardinals have any devil magic left, we're going to see it this year. And all those old-ass pitchers are going to be great. But if not, it's going to crash and burn. And we'll have to start to reevaluate how we feel about the Cardinals. I'm with you. Boomer bust, St. Louis.
0: I'm right there. I'm right there. Hey, don't forget, coming up bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with Kevin Holden, who is standing next to the batting cage watching uh, Christian Yelich take a few swings right now. I just saw his Facebook page, his Facebook Live. So that's where he's at. We'll talk with him coming up on him in the hour and also this hour. We're going to make the announcement as to the winner of our uh, VIP experience for Flat Out Friday, this Friday night down at the Pfizer Forum, and then Saturday for the Mama Tried bike show going on over at the Eagles Ballroom. We'll have uh, the uh, announcement for the winner coming up here in just a little bit for that as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill. And if you're looking for sports, they've got it on. They got it on. If you're looking for uh, charity raffles, they have it. Looking for good food, they got it. If you're looking for a place to uh, go and sit and watch the boats go by because the boats are back out (laughs) as opposed to the ice shanties at this time of year, Uh, you can do that too. That's our friends at Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard in Pewaukee, as a matter of fact. And uh, Ryan and his staff are great people. They are the home of the pig porker sandwich. They do meat raffles down there all the time. They do a lot of stuff for local charities. Uh, If you're looking for a good place to go, and a place to, uh, as I always say, your your, your dollars are like votes. Uh, if you you go someplace and you you know, you know pay money to be there, uh, it's kind of like you're voting for that place, and this is a great place to vote for. So check out Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard, and stop in and tell Ryan and the great staff there we said hi. Hey, coming up here, uh, after we get done talking to Kevin Holden from CBS 58, we are going to make the announcement as to our VIP winner uh, both, uh, let's see here. It wasn't both. It was on Facebook. It was on Instagram. It was on TikTok, And we did kind of the, uh, the hashtag response page and it worked out really well. We've got almost 400 and something entries that came in over the last, what is it? 36 hours, which is great. And, uh, I'm, what I'm we're going to do is have our buddy Grant Bills pick a number cause they're all written down numerically. So Grant Bills will pick a number between one and uh, I'm looking at 400 and 436 right now. So once we get into that, we'll have Grant pick a number. And uh, if wherever that number falls, there you have it. And that'll be the person that goes with it. So it's all up to you, Grant. That way I can't say that I had anything to do with it. I wish you could have seen my
2: face there because I'm just going to town on this apple. And you said, <laughs> you said we're going to have Grant do it. And I looked up. I'm like, wait, what, what now? What am I in what? charge of? Yeah, okay. I
0: wasn't paying attention to any of that crap, I'm qual. Right? I am qualified to pick a random
2: number. That I can handle. Okay,
0: there you go. So that being said, uh, we're going to do that coming up here in about uh, yeah about 25 minutes. So stay tuned for that. We got Kevin Holden from CBS 58 coming up at the bottom of the hour. Interesting stuff though uh, from Christian Yelich, who uh, again, when talking about the number of wins that say Vegas is predicting, and many looking at this Bucks team without uh, without Craig Council, without Corbin Burns, as to how good they will actually be. Uh, this is Christian Yelich talking about the upcoming season. Take a listen. Um,
3: I definitely think we're going to be a competitive team this year. You know, we, even when we've been good the last few years, like no one ever picks us to be good. You know, just because you know we're the Brewers and <laughs> it is what it is. But um, I think. You know, I think that we have a chance to, to really surprise some people with, with the talent in this room. Um, we usually always find a way to be competitive and be there at the end and give ourselves a chance. So um, you never know what's going to happen over 162 games, the six month season. There's there's a lot of ups and downs. You know, there's going into it. You know, there's going to be great times. You know, there's going to be stretches where it gets really tough and rough, and you just have to you know, just put your head down and keep going. We've done a really good job of that. Um, over the years, and it's going to be fun to watch this kind of new wave come up, and I think some of the guys that we've had here and that have kind of moved on are obviously going to be some of the best players that uh, this franchise has seen, you know, put on a Brewer uniform. These guys have done a really good job, uh, but before they were that, there were also these young kids that were super talented that people weren't as familiar with and kind of grew and you know learned themselves at the big league level and developed into these um, household names and some of the best players in the game. So these guys definitely have that potential. And um, I could see a similar story kind of unfolding in, in that sense of, you know, when, when it was my first year here, and you had the haters, the Woodies, Freddies, Corbins, um, all these guys coming up at the same time that ended up being really, really good players in this league. And, uh, you know, that ends up happening. We're in you know, being a good
0: spot. So there you go. Um, a lot of the reasons why, Christian Yelich believes this team is going to be good. And I, boy, I tell you what, there have been, when you look at some of the youth, excuse me, that has come up for this franchise, specifically in recent history, not that, you know, you you got Robin Yountz and stuff going back to years, but when he talks about some of the best talent to come through here, remember you had Ryan came through, Fielder came through, Corey came through, Billy Hall, J.J. Hardy, Ben Sheets, you look at a lot of the talent that's come through the system, Corbin Burns, Woodruff, like he had mentioned, and he said, I think this is going to be some of the best talent that's come through. If that that alone, that statement alone is a heavy statement. That statement alone is a heavy statement because there's been some pretty good talent that's come through here. Now, has it won championships? No. But has it been competitive for a long period of time? No. It's been very competitive. It's been – and that's why he said, well, we're the Brewers. Again, not getting any respect, not getting any thought. And has it been good? Eh, It's been better than good because they've been pretty dominant in the division for a while now. You know, the Cubs have won a championship. The Cardinals have won a championship. Cincinnati hasn't won a championship since 1990. That's the last time they won a championship. Pittsburgh hasn't been that competitive. The Brewers have been probably one of the more competitive teams steadily over the decade or so, uh, going back some time. I mean, even the last 15 years maybe. So I think it's to, to say that this is some of the best talent. I, maybe, maybe he's blowing smoke and just getting amped up about, about this team, but I don't think so. I mean, he went through a list of names and named reeled them off and said, look, these guys are good, and it's going to be like that. So that alone gives you, you know, optimism for what this team may bring to the table this upcoming season. I'm excited about it. I, I just am excited for Brewers baseball, excited to get it underway. Hopefully, I know, Grant, when do you leave? Next week? You head down there next week? Next Saturday. Yeah, next so Saturday. I'm, uh,
2: I'm actually, I got my calendar in front of me right now. Because I'm going to still, like, I want to help you book your guests and do your show that week. I'm just not going to be able to be present. And I can right. uh, I can pull a little Mike Clemens role that week, too, and give you some reports from the ballpark. Right. Uh, you know, that kind of thing.
0: I was hoping to make it down um, like mid-March, and I, you know, because of everything that's happened, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, but that's kind of what was kind of my goal, like that second week, like when you're coming back, I'm going down, and uh, maybe we kind of do back-to-back coverage of, of the Brewers that week, so that's kind of what I was hoping for, but, uh, but I don't know, we'll have to wait and see, but regardless... Uh, you know, like you said, you'll be pulling into Mike Clemens, double duty, Mike, by the way, all next week, we're going to have the combine cover for you. Mike's going to be down in, uh, down in Indianapolis. So we'll have the combine completely covered beginning to end for you as well. So we got a lot of stuff going on. So we're going to be, uh, kind of everywhere over the next few, two, three weeks. So good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. Kevin Holden from CBS 58. Kevin, I just saw over on Facebook, he had some, uh, video of uh, Christian Yellich taking some batting practice, and Kevin was against the cage. So we'll talk with Kevin. I don't know if he's still on the field or if he's going to be upstairs in the press box or maybe back behind in the pavilion somewhere, but uh, we'll talk with Kevin Holden from CBS 58 coming up here in just a little bit. So uh, stay tuned for that. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley, Lake Country, USA. Uh, from what I understand, the last Friday was a huge success. Fish fry, why? It always is, but... They had a big line, and uh, they had a lot of sa- happy and satisfied people. And Stoll's All 109 on Watertown, same deal on County Road R. And whether it's the best fish fry or you're going there for just a great atmosphere to check out some games, cold, cold beverages, which is one of the things that I love about going in there the burgers and the pizza, or just for the staff, for Jeff and Alicia, and they're just great people and great owners, been around a long time. Can't go wrong. Stoley's Hog Alley in Lake Country on Venice Beach Road in Oconomowoc or Stoles Old 109 in Watertown. County Road R, to be exact. Either place, you can't go wrong. Coming up next, Kevin Holden, CBS 58, out in Arizona, Maryville. He'll give us the latest. Next- Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I know uh, I was watching the live stream a little while ago, and somebody said they were outside doing homework in their shorts. <laughs> Uh, I look. I don't know when it's gonna hit, but at some point you got to figure the weather is gonna go back to being cold again. This has been, this has been a a dream for us this year. As far as people that like warm weather, I mean, if you're you know a snowmobiler and such, you've hated this because it's been terrible. But uh, with warmer weather it comes thoughts right now. And I just saw the Masters Ease commercial. They have a lot of new uh, patio furniture and outdoor living stuff. Right now in the showroom. So call them, 262-746-5931 for all the in-store specials on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. They uh, have people come from all over because the quality is so good. Again, that's Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. 262-746-5931 for all of the in-store specials. And whether it's, you know, outdoor heaters, fire pits and such, grills, accessories, patio furniture, umbrellas, they've got it. Give them a buzz. Again, 262 746 that is uh, for all the in-store specials at Master Z's. Joining us now on the hotline, our guy Kevin Holden from CBS 58 is here. Kevin, how you doing, pal?
4: Bill, I'm doing good. It's it's a little different in Phoenix this year because, uh, you know, because it's so warm back there. Everybody that's uh, usually when people talk to me this time of year when when we're down at spring training in Phoenix, you know, they're like, oh, it's 8 degrees where we are right now, and it's 68 right. there. But it sounds like you guys are having what we're having right now.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's like 53, 54 degrees, uh, and it's nice, and it's going to get cold this weekend and then back to being mid-50s again next week. So it's kind of crazy right now for this time of year. I, I 100% agree. Uh, the question is, will the team be hot? And that's what we're asking because they obviously lose Woodruff. They lose Burns. They, uh, they've changed things around a little bit. They pick up a first baseman. But give me your thoughts overall on this team. And some, uh, I guess there's something to be said for the inside chemistry of the clubhouse right now, too.
4: Yeah, I think that's, that's going to be one of the calling cards. There's a couple of big strengths for this Brewers team. One is that it does appear to be a, a, another very good group. They've been good the last several years about putting good, uh, you know, good clubhouse groups together, good chemistry groups. Doesn't necessarily translate to wins, but if you can keep the team on the same page, that does. So I think that's helped a ton. The other one is there's a youthful sort of exuberance that goes on here. It reminds me a lot of Green Bay when, when first year post Rodgers when. Uh, you know, guys were were buzzing around in the locker room, and, and just the energy was different. The energy is very good uh, here with the with the young guys leading the way. Uh, you know, obviously, it doesn't answer a lot of questions about the, you know positions and wins and losses and that kind of thing. And I, I think I'm leaving this year when we leave here with probably the fewest number of questions answered in terms of how exactly they'll look, but because they're testing a lot of stuff out this spring. But I but I think it is a good group, and I think they're. At the for the moment, at least very positive about what's to come
0: what do you now we were talking about the the drop of expectation when they win ninety plus last year and all of a sudden they're looking at 76, seventy six seventy seven to via Vegas this year. Can you attribute it just to the loss of Corbin Burns and Craig Council, or what What do you think that this team is being looked at in such an incredibly negative light after what they did last year?
4: It's got to be starting pitching you know in Woodruff, obviously no one knows if he'll be the same. Uh, it's nice that uh, that something is at least close to being done to get him back to to being with the Brewers, but he's not going to contribute this year very likely, and Burns won't won't be contributing ever again. Uh, so th- that to me is probably the biggest reason for the for the drop off. I think offensively. They've got enough good bats and enough creativity that they're gonna be able to score runs. It's just there's pressure on it now that there haven't that has not been in a long time because if the Brewers didn't score in the last four or five years they could depend on Burns, Woodger, Freddie Peralta, the the lights out seven, eight, nine inning guys in the bullpen. Uh, to get them wins, to overcome and you know get those two-to-one wins. Those are going to be fewer and farther between this year because past Peralta and maybe Wade Miley, the spots are pretty much question marks right now.
0: Yeah, What do you make of the Reese Hopkins signing? I mean, how much do you like that? Uh, because I think there's a ton of potential there now. Potential has to be realized, but I'm excited because you've got Reese Hoskins that can play first. You've got Christian Yelich who can DH. You've got numerous guys that can play the outfield position. You're pretty good defensively up the gut. I, I like the signing, and I'm excited to see what he can do, especially in this division.
4: Yeah, he's, he, he's going to get a chance to play you know, in Cincinnati that's a good hitter's park, In Pittsburgh that can play like a good hitter's park. It's, it is it is a different animal, I think, than playing in the in the East now. Uh, you know, he's, he's been a power hitter. His whole career, his last full season, 2022, he hit 30 homers. He had an injury that cost him all of last year. But it doesn't seem like that will be a major concern. And that, I think, is what dropped him into the price range for the Brewers. I think Hoskins, if he had played and been healthy and hit 30 homers last year, would have gotten a massive deal somewhere. Uh, but instead, it's a two-year deal and, you know, a chance for, for Hoskins to kind of reestablish here. I think he helps out a ton. The other thing that I gotta tell you that I've been watching here the last couple of days that is that excites me, I've been watching South Freelick take ground balls at third and second. And I know we had heard that from here, but as you know, there's there's always a bunch of hot air that comes from the beginning of spring training and some of that stuff never comes to pass. And Freelick is good enough to be taking grounders and hanging with the Brewers' regular infielders in those two positions. So if he's got that flexibility, you open up another position on the field for another young, quality bat. That's To me, that makes a huge difference. No offense to Andrew Mysterio, but if Freelick plays third base, this lineup gets that much better.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you that because do they plan on moving guys around quite a bit this year? I mean, uh, you know, I I know third base has been one of the areas that we've talked about possibly needing another upgrade at, and I kind of feel that they're done. They're not going to delve into free agency or make a trade for it. But do you think that's something that they're legitimately looking at? Or is this just kind of throwing, you know, darts at a dartboard to see what sticks?
4: Yeah, it's, most years I would say that they, they look serious enough about it to, for it to be a thing. I will say that I think this spring is going to be more about experimentation than, than most, just in terms of you've got young guys, you've got to figure out what their capabilities are and what combinations work. Pat Murphy told us this morning that the Brewers are going to use their B games more than ever, more than they ever have, those, those side, you know, secondary games on the backfield because they, they want to see a lot from a lot of different guys. I still think the idea of a three-for-two situation where you have Monasterio or Frelick at third and Terang or Frelick at second gives you uh, a different kind of flexibility. Freelick's bat is good. Uh, they like Terang's glove, obviously, and Andrew Monasterio is a scrappy little hitter that, that I, I think works out great as a utility guy, a guy that plays a little more like Hernan Perez in my mind. Uh, but uh, to put all three of them on the roster is going to be beneficial. It's Freelick really actually playing there, left. Can he do it in a game? You know, Can he play the field in a game? And if that's the case, I think they go with it.
0: Uh, talk about the pitching staff because uh, the loss, obviously, of Corbin Burns, the loss of Woodruff, Woodruff. I was glad to see them bring Woodruff back. I mean, I know it's going to be very loaded for 2025 salary-wise, and see what he can do. But I, I was glad that they brought him back and are going to give him another opportunity. But this year, they've got to figure things out. How do you see this offense, or how do you see this rotation playing out? And That's a good question. <laughs> I, I've, I've watched
4: guys throw, and, and I've done my best to try to piece five, you know, the, the right five names together. And I think at best, I've got three of them right. I mean, Peralta's an obvious choice. Wade Miley's an obvious choice. I think Colin Ray has a pretty solid grasp on a spot and then after that it's going to be about how they can stretch guys out D.L. Hall the guy that they acquired in the Corbin Burns trade from Baltimore if he stretches out has a chance to to really be good his stuff is electric and he's one of these that if he can bring that you know the reliever electric stuff into a starter role I think he could be very valuable I think he could jump up maybe and be a, a three starter where does Aaron Ashby fit in once once you know that arm is completely healed and healthy that's a question so yeah, I, uh, I was saying before, when we leave, usually I've got a pretty good idea in my mind of how this looks. I, I have Peralta, Miley, Ray, and
0: two question marks. That's my rotation
4: right now.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> – that, well, that doesn't give you – no wonder Vegas right now is kind of looking at this team going, well, you've only got so many wins in you. I just – I find it hard to believe that you can't – at least make up some wins with just offense if the offense is better this year and then obviously if you can just get a couple of wins out of guys that may surprise you. I, I understand they're looking at stuff on paper, but i got to think this team is going to be better than 77 wins. I mean, I, I I guess optimistically I'm saying 80, 85 to 87, somewhere in there, and if they play better than that and they're vying for the top spot, well, then maybe they win it with 90 wins. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, that's that's probably right. I I would be the same. I think they're slightly better than a five hundred team at this moment. And obviously a lot of things can happen over the course of a season if a if a veteran arm makes its way into camp and ends up snagging a rotation spot. You know, there there are things there that could boost it. But uh offensively, the more I've watched this group down here, the the more I think, you know, it's more than just a collection of young spare parts. They they're actually gonna mesh together really well and uh, the, the approachability of guys like Sal really, Freelick and Garrett Mitchell uh, tell you that they're, they're young and talented, but the ego has not popped in. This group works well together. So uh, they, I think that's going to help a ton in this coming year. I think they're going to hit, and I think they're going to like each other. Uh, and, and that'll kind of be the calling card, I think, more than the starting pitching has been the
0: last few years. Again, talking with Kevin Holden of CBS 58. Now I saw that you were right next to the batting cage with uh, Christian Yelich. Give me your thoughts because Yelich actually showed some wares last year. And, uh, you know, maybe he's taking a step back to being the Christian Yelich that we saw going all the way back to 2019,
4: 2020. Yeah, he's, so BP is a weird thing because if a hitter's working on some specific thing, you could get the wrong impression watching a BP session. But with that having been said, Watching him take BP in the session you're talking about kind of popped my eyes a little bit because Yelich's power in in the peak of his time that 18 19 20 range the, when he was at his absolute best his power was really like left center to center and it was line drives that would basically just never come down you know they were just rockets right. that kept rising uh, the the Yelich that I was watching in BP was pulling home runs and I I. You know, again, that you'd, you'd, this is a, a long stretch to go from A to B, but if that's what he's working on, trying to get out in front of the ball a little more, I think Yelich's power numbers jump this year. And I think, you know, the other parts will still be there because he's just such a good natural hitter. But, uh, you know, that, that tiny little glimpse tells me that you might want to uptick your, your projection for him, homer wise, by a few because he looked good in there.
0: Well, here's my thought with Christian Yelich. When I saw him a couple of years ago in spring training, He wasn't hitting home runs. He was hitting a lot of line drives. Uh, He was hitting a lot of stuff that was landing in the gap. He was hitting a lot of stuff that maybe would one-hop and bounce against the wall. But he wasn't a consistent power hitter. And I went, wow, that's different because normally he was a guy that was popping it all over the park and putting on a little bit of a show. And I was disappointed. And then he went on to have a subpar home run year. And if you say he's now popping the ball to the ballpark and doing it with power and pulling the ball – boy, all of a sudden my eyebrows go up because if that guy can hit and start creating the home run aspect again, holy mackerel, that changes the looks of this offense.
4: Yeah, and I think Yelich realizes too he's a leader in a couple of different ways. He's a leader because he's got the most experience here and uh, you know there are a lot of young guys, young outfielders that look up to him, but I think he's more than than that. I think he's thinking of himself as a a, a true leader, as in in the guy that's going to lead this offense. It's going to be at the head of it and uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is one of those things. We we end up in spring training, you know, giving these rosy reports. It's the old cliche, right? But Yelich, right. I thought looked good, and the other guy that I thought looked really good in the cage that could could present a uh, strategic issue for the Brewers is Joey Weimer because he's really hitting the ball well. And we weren't really anticipating a spot for Joey Weimer. So South really, they need to be playing second and third so Weimer can, can be in the lineup more.
0: Well, that's crazy because is Joey Weaver, Does he still have that crazy all the movement and stuff in his in his swing?
4: It's it, it's a little less like he's a little quieter, but he's still his quiet is still everybody else is noisy like it's yeah. it, it, it used to they're watching him hit sometimes last year. And be like, man, he's just he's, he's he's I never heard of a hitter called Herky Jerky. That's a pitcher term, but right. but he's a Herky Jerky hitter. You know,
0: great stuff, Kevin. Uh, get back safe. Now you're down there till when? Just a couple of days, right?
4: Yeah, this is our our last of three days here. We're we're gonna fly out tonight. I've actually got a, another assignment in, in Minneapolis, basketball assignment. So we're gonna switch. There you
0: forward. go. Good stuff. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. But, thanks, pal. There you go. That's Kevin Holden, CBS fifty eight. Uh, we're talking to him and uh, talking a lot of baseball today. Good stuff down there in spring training and uh, looking for. I can't wait for the baseball season to get here. I just can't. And by the way, don't forget. Speaking of the baseball season. Opening day, home opener for the Milwaukee Brewers. We're going to be live from Stenny's at 2nd and National in Walker's Point. And uh, we're really, really looking forward to it. Where This has been, what, three or four years in a row now for this? And uh, can't wait for it again. It's tradition. You come down, you have a beverage with us, maybe a great one of their award-winning Bloody Marys, get some wings, and then you jump on the shuttle and you head down to the game. But you always come down and check out the pregame stuff with myself, Kevin Holden, our, our buddy Chuck Freeman, is going to be there as well. Really looking forward to it. All the talk about Brewers uh, opener and Brewers season uh, live from Steny, second to National Walkers Point. Uh, when we come back, we announce our winner, our winner for the VIP experience. Kristen and I are going to take you uh, in back behind the scenes into the pits coming up on Friday night down at Flat Out Friday and the uh, flat track racing that takes place in the uh, basement, uh, so to speak, of the 5 floor. It's not the basement. It's actually where the floor goes, but they lift the floor and everything up, and there's nothing there. So uh, we're going to take you out onto the floor. We're going to put you in the middle of the infield. You get front row seats uh, for Flat Out Friday, and then you get some VIP experience tickets for uh, Saturday, which is the Mama Tried uh, Bike Show event, and that's coming up at the Rave Eagles Ballroom. So you get uh, VIP experience both for Friday and for Saturday. That announcement coming up next. Stay tuned. We got a lot more than Bill Michael covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Got a lot of stuff going on. You got some NFL news. Jimmy Garoppolo apparently cut loose from the Raiders because of the same problems they had with him in the 49ers camp. Jimmy Johnson possibly going back to the Cowboys uh you've got antonio pierce saying that they have now the mahomes rules in the raiders organization we'll get into that all that coming up but uh on the line coming up tonight uh or coming up today is a trip with uh, myself Kristen, and i every year go to flat out friday flat out friday we had uh, jeremy procken here uh last week and jeremy explained what flat out friday and mama tried is it's a Kind of get you in tune and salivating a little bit for the motorcycle season. They do indoor motorcycle races and such on the uh, on the bare flat concrete that is underneath the court at the Pfizer Forum, and they've been doing this for years now. And it gets a really good crowd. They fill up the bottom bowl pretty much uh, of the Pfizer Forum. It's a lot of fun, and they have so many different bikers and such. Uh, anywhere from two to three hundred people that uh, come out for this thing, and they have all these motorcycles and kids and adults and craziness and. It's a lot of fun. Then on Saturday, they have a bike show, like this this custom bike builder bike show, these these works of art uh, over at uh, the Eagles uh, Ballroom and uh, the Rave Eagles Ballroom on West Wisconsin Avenue. That's on Saturday. So uh, being a part of this for so many years, they wanted to put together a VIP experience. So basically what you get is you get a behind-the-scenes look into the pits, and we will take you into the middle of the infield where very few people go. Uh, Unless you're working for Flat Out Friday, you get a chance to watch the race from in the middle of the infield. So we're going to do that. Uh, You get front row seats uh, for Friday night. And then on Saturday, you get the VIP experience with the VIP lounge and such. And you get a chance to mix and mingle with the builders and everything. That is coming up this weekend. So uh, what we did was over on Facebook, over on Instagram, over on TikTok, just basically said put out the hashtag Bill Michael Show and put out the hashtag Flat Out Friday. And we were going to draw a winner. So we had 436 people that have registered. And I now go to uh, our guy inside the booth in Madison that is contemplating numbers, almost like the Matrix at this point. That has won Grant Bills. So, Grant, I need you to give me a number. Because what we did was we wrote down everybody, as they came in, we wrote down everybody's name and put them in a list of numbers and then jumbled them. So uh, like uh, on our on our computers. So now everybody has a number assigned to them that is registered. So give me a name or give me a number, I should say, and I will give you the name of the winner. So for reference,
2: I just use a random number generator. One to four hundred thirty six. That's how many entries. one to four hundred thirty six. Yes. All right. Just checking. The number that I got was two hundred twenty three. Two
0: twenty three is Bobby. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Get galliest. Get galliest. Bobby Galliest.
2: You're going to have, so we'll to, have to learn to that by, by this I'll weekend. i have to <laughs>
0: learn that. So, Bobby <laughs> is our winner. Bobby, G-A-L-I-E-S-T. Bobby Galliest is our winner. And Bobby is going to get a, t- a couple of tickets, front row seats, get the VIP experience. We're going to take you over to the 5 serve I'm going to take you over to the Eagles ballroom. All that kind of good stuff. Coming up this weekend in downtown Milwaukee. And if you're from out of the area, make your reservations now. Find yourself a room to stay in, and you're good to go. But uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Bobby Gale- Galeist is our winner. And uh, thanks to everybody for participating. And for those that didn't win, hopefully you bought tickets, and we'll still see you down there. We'll still see you roaming around uh, the Fiserv Former or over at uh, the Eagles Ballroom. Looking forward to it. The rave should be a lot of fun. But Bobby Galeist, you are a winner. we got another hour yet to go. A lot of little stories to kind of catch up on. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next.